Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to God's Word for Life. I'm your host, Jonathan McClintock. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word Fall 2020 lesson manual or student workbook and turn to lesson number seven intended for October 18th, 2020, the lesson entitled God's Word is Good for Us. If you are not a Word of Flame curriculum customer, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we look at God's Word together, if you want to go ahead and turn there and turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and Luke chapter 11, but before we look at those verses, NASA did all their research, crunched all their numbers, and sent the Mars rover Curiosity into outer space in 2012. Engineers, scientists, and a team of other intellectuals watched as the spacecraft carrying the rover climbed out of the Earth's atmosphere on its 352 million mile journey to the Red Planet. The trip would take just over eight months to complete. And two-thirds of a year later, the spacecraft was about to enter the Martian atmosphere and prepare for landing, but After all those many miles and all those many months, it was estimated to be 13 miles off course. The team at NASA went right to work and made a minor course correction, only one centimeter per second. And that seemingly minor course correction set the craft to land where the the, uh, engineers targeted it to land. Course corrections are one of the blessings of God's word. As we walk with God, we may find ourselves veering off course from time to time. We may not be praying as often as we should, but then we'll read, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. That's what Ephesians 6.18 tells us. Or perhaps we're having a difficult time uh, tempering our temper, and we read, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. That's what Ephesians 4 verse 26 tells us. God's Word is perfect for course corrections. So the next time you're not where you need to be, God's Word will show you where you need to be and how to get there. I want to look at this lesson entitled, God's Word is Good for Us. And the focus thought is, if we are to please God, we must listen to and honor God's Word. Now let's do that. Let's look to God's word together in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and Luke chapter 11, and let's see how we can apply God's word to our life today. All right, let's look at our text, Luke chapter 11 and 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let me read Luke 11 first, beginning at verse number 28. It says, But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. And when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall be no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. 
The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. In verse 32, the men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Now let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Our focus verse is verse 16. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Again, verse 16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And again, the focus thought for today is if we are to please God, we must listen to and honor God's word. Let's look first at Luke chapter 11, verse 28, and consider what it says to us. How can we apply that to our lives today? But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. How do we keep God's word? How do you keep God's word? How, how should we? What does it mean to keep God's word? In this passage, it appears that keep is somewhat synonymous with the word obey or honor or uh, heed it. So it, the Lord tells us, the word tells us that it's those who hear, not only hear God's word, but keep it. They obey it. They honor it. They put it to practice in their life. They are blessed. There's another passage in the, the New Testament where Jesus told the parable of the uh, man who built his house on the sand and the man who built his house on the rock. And basically that parable shows how that it was the man who built his house upon the rock actually acted on the word, obeyed and did what the word said. It was a parable to explain to those that were listening the importance of doing and obeying God's word. Here, the scripture tells us in Luke 11, verse 28, that those who not only hear God's word, but keep it, are blessed. Those who not only hear it, but obey it and heed it are blessed. Now, these next four verses after this uh, kind of get me to thinking about, you know, when you sit in a church service and you hear the word of God that's preached, how many messages have you heard? How many sermons have you heard preached in your lifetime? Maybe someone listening today, you've grown up in the church. You've heard hundreds upon hundreds of messages Maybe someone listening here today, you haven't been in the church that long. You've, you've maybe heard dozens or, or maybe uh, around that. I mean, you, you, you haven't heard as many maybe as somebody that's been in church all their life. But regardless, how many sermons have we heard and heeded? How many messages, according to God's word, preaching God's word, have we not only heard, but as Luke eleven twenty eight says, we have kept it. We have obeyed it. We have heeded it. We have applied it to our lives. Look at verses 29 through 32. And when the people were gathered together, 
Jesus began to say, this is an evil generation. They seek a sign, but there's going to be no sign given it, but the sign of Jonas or Jonah the prophet. For Jonah went to the Ninevites, and he was assigned to the Ninevites. And so also shall the Son of Man be to this generation. And then he talks about the Queen of the South, where the Queen of Sheba, who came and heard, sought out Solomon's wisdom and saw his great kingdom that he had built. And he says that even a greater than Solomon is here. And then verse 32 says, The men of Nineveh are going to judge this generation. Why? Because they heard the preaching of Jonah, and they didn't just hear the word, they kept it. They heeded it. They repented at the preaching of Jonah. How should we respond to the preached word? How do you normally respond to the preached word? Do you respond when an altar call is given? Do you respond when a call to prayer is given? Do you think about that preached word beyond the service that you're in? Or when you walk out the door, does the preached word you had just heard, does it just fall out of your mind? Does it you just leave it behind? Or do you carry that with you? Bible tells us that those who will not only hear the word, but keep it, are blessed. God's word, as the title of this lesson says, God's word is good for us. It's important for us. We need to not only hear it, but keep it. So what was the message you heard this Sunday? What was the message you heard preached? Did it stir you while you heard it? Did it challenge you while you were there listening to it? Did it, did it challenge your thinking? Did it challenge your, your thoughts? Did it challenge your, your heart? Did it challenge your, your affections? What did you do with it once you left the service? Did you think about it? Did it even cross your mind afterwards? Or was it just one of those in-the-moment things where you heard and it challenged you and it stirred you, but you heard the word, but you didn't? keep it. You didn't hold on to it. You didn't keep it near you. What is what is it that you did with the word that you heard preached? And then lastly, let's look at 2 Timothy 3:16. Here is why the scriptures are important to us. All scripture, 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of right in righteousness, the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All scripture, Paul tells Timothy here, every bit of it, every last verse, every last line of scripture is given, was given by inspiration of God. God inspired it. And it is profitable for doctrine or for teaching for for principles to be gleaned from it it's 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 profitable for doctrine it's profitable for reproof it's profitable to to reprove us and 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 prove us and 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 it cause us to be better cause us to 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 rethink things to reprove us in our mind or prove us in our in our lives it's 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 profitable for correction he says so that when we do veer off course, like the NASA uh, rover that was sent to, to Mars, that when we do begin to veer off course, the Word of God can bring correction. It can course correct. It can cause us to realize we're headed the wrong direction, and, and we need to make a turn. We need to make a turnaround. We need to do something to put us back on track. 
so it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, not just to correct us and to reprove us and not just to teach us, but to to give us instruction in righteousness and how to live righteous and how to live the right way and to make right choices and to do the right thing and to live godly and holy. The word of God is profitable for all of these things. Let me ask you, though, in light of these verses, how has God's word been profitable for you? How has God's word been profitable for you? Verse 17 of 2 Timothy chapter 3 goes on to say, not only is it profitable for all these things, but that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That the man of God, the woman of God, that individual, that believer might be made perfect. Now that seems like a high and lofty goal, doesn't it, to become perfect? Well, when you see this word in Scripture, it's not being, it's not meaning that, okay, it makes you to where you never make a mistake and you're always flawless in everything you do. That's not really what perfect means here. Uh, a more, uh, a better word to use here would be mature. It will make us spiritually mature. It will cause you to live at a level of maturity that you should be living at, at the experience that you have, the 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 relationship with God that you have to cause you to live in a way that you become perfect or spiritually mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, everything you need to make the right choices, to make the right decisions, to live righteously, to live godly. The word of God is gives us everything that we need. You need to, an answer to questions you have in your life. The word of God has those answers. You, you're, you're searching for something, trying to figure out the best way to do something or the right choice, the right decision to make. The word of God has it. It's profitable for all these things, doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, righteousness, that you, as a believer, as a man or woman of God, may become spiritually mature, may grow up into him, become spiritually mature, and have everything you need thoroughly furnished to make the right choices, the right decisions, and to do the right thing, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So yes, God's word is good for us. It'll help you grow and mature. It'll help you draw closer to God, and it'll help you do and make the right choices and the right decisions. So how can we apply this this week. I have a couple admonitions for you this week. First of all, when you read God's word this week, be sure to put it in practice in your life. Hopefully you're making reading the word of God and looking at the word of God a daily practice. And as you make that a daily practice this week, read through it. Don't just try to read through it to mark off to check, mark it off your list that you did it, but take time and read through it slowly. Even if you don't get through the three chapters or the four chapters you want to get through, even if you just get through a chapter or a half a chapter, just read it slow enough to let it sink in, to let it get down inside your spirit and pray that God will give you wisdom on how to apply that word to your life. What is this word speaking to me? What is this word saying to me? And how can I act on this? How can I not just hear the word, but how can I put it into practice and keep that word. So I challenge you to, as you read God's word this week, don't just, don't just read it to mark it off your list that you did it. But as you read it, 
pray and seek the Lord and see how you can apply that to your life and act on that and keep that word this week. And one other thing I would admonish you to do this week is think back and reflect on the preached word of God you heard this past Sunday. For some, it was just yesterday you heard it. Maybe it was a couple days ago on Sunday, whenever, whenever you're listening to this podcast. But think back, what was the word you heard? How hard is it to even recall it? Can you even recall what the preacher, your pastor, or the preacher that preached, can you even recall what they said? Can you recall the message they preached? Maybe you have to get back online and go see the, uh, uh, the archive service on your, on your church's website and see what was actually said and what was actually preached. But maybe you took some notes. Hopefully, maybe you took some notes in your Bible or in a notepad. But what did the preacher preach about? And how can you act on that this week? How can you apply and keep the word that was preached this week? Let it not be just something you heard in a Sunday morning service, but let that preach word be something you act on and let it move and, and, and cause you to draw closer to the Lord Jesus Christ this week. Dear Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for your word. Thankful that we, you have given us a living word that can guide us, and direct us, it can give us course correction. When we're headed the wrong direction, your word can give us the direction that we need and put us back on track. Thankful, Lord, that your word is profitable for teaching us and giving us principles that we can live, live by. Thank you that it is a correction to us that when we're headed the wrong direction, we're doing the wrong thing, it can, it can correct us. Though we don't maybe like to be shown that we're wrong at times, thank you that you do show us, your word does show us when we are wrong so we can course correct, so we can turn our life in the direction that we need to go so that we can honor you and please you in everything that we do. Lord, I pray that you to help your word to become something in our lives this week that causes us to draw close to you. I pray, Lord, that your word to be alive in us this week. Be alive in those that are hearing this podcast today. Let your word take root inside of their heart and let them honor your word by keeping it, not just hearing it. We thank you for it, and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, Visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.